0: and welcome to a brand new episode of comment section we prepped you for it in the last couple of episodes with our pre endgame special and now here it is it's the special itself the endgame avengers endgame special that's right and you know what this is going to be absolutely full of spoilers it's been out for a while but you know if you haven't seen it why are you here you don't want any we're gonna spoil it it's going to be all spoilers, in any second now we're going to spoil it. Are you ready? Because I'm about to spoil it. I'm going to say the biggest spoiler. Any second now, you're going to spoil it. Please don't. two, one. Iron Man dies. So. I haven't seen it yet! <laughs> wait, wait, why are you on this podcast? I don't know. Did you not listen to my warning? I thought you were just kidding. Oh, you thought it was a goof? Yeah, I thought we were doing a bloop for real. I thought we were doing a <laughs> fake promo. Yeah, no, this is real. No, I have seen it. No, this is comment section. It's the, it's the Avengers Endgame special. A culmination. Yeah, the we we kept, we've been talking about everything being a culmination for a couple, a, a couple, well, a year now with the Infinity War specials. And now this really is this, this really is, is. the <laughs> final one. This, <laughs> this is actually the culmination. Puts a stamp on it, and so we're gonna talk about all of our thoughts on it, full of spoilers. Um, and I we both have not really talked about it at all, so we're this is gonna be a first conversation. Review-slash-talking-about-slash-looking-at-our-past-predictions-what-worked-what-didn't-work-all-that-stuff. Uh, so, yes. um, I don't know. So, Do you want to start with our little yes, format we here? Have, now, normally, we ask, what was your introduction to this franchise? But we've yeah. done that enough. Yeah, we've done that. Um, You got this previous episode. If you can go with the 22 MCU movies, you can go back to one of our old episodes. Yeah. All right, so... What was your journey through the MCU? To describe it, starting with Iron Man. Yep. At least conclude. Well, I guess the Infinity War, concluding with Avengers Endgame. Well, yeah. up until Avengers Endgame. Yeah, I, yeah. It started with Iron Man, which I thought was a great movie when it came out. Even, even even though after that, I started missing practically every single MCU film. After that, I wasn't really following it, and then of course. Sometime around when we started this podcast is when I started to actually uh, properly get into it. I just. Is it going to be two years? Yeah. Well, actually, we passed the two years, Matha. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What? That's correct. So, wait. Is this the first episode of the new season three? What? (laughs) Wow. What a culmination. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So, I finally got properly sold on the MCU in the process of uh, this podcast right here um went back and have seen the vast majority of all of them although there's still some i haven't seen and you know literally last night i was like uh, i i was just like i need to watch a couple that i haven't uh seen and what i did instead was just watch into the spider Verse, which didn't (laughs) help uh but yeah uh so yeah i've there are a lot that i've caught up on that i've been like Why didn't I watch this years before? Uh, And I've been... uh, It it was just in time for Infinity War where I felt like I was prepared enough to see Infinity War and get it um, because I I, I caught up on almost everything at that point. Uh, And, uh, yeah, in time for Endgame, uh, Infinity War got me hyped for it. Even that alone was enough to get me hyped for Endgame. And uh, here we are. I'm... As we've said, I've been enjoying the MCU more than you now uh, lately. The last so, two years, yeah. <laughs> Since we started the show, sadly, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you got to go back to some of the classic ones. Yeah, I got to see some of those. So, in the a first way, time. it's not fair. <laughs> yeah, it's not fair at all. No, so, what's what's your journey been? Well, I remember, um. When Spider-Man 3 came out on um, DVD, people were just like, that's Sony, Well, why MCU? I'm getting to it. But I remember just reading through, they had this, I got the three-disc special edition. Yeah. Because why not? Third movie, yeah, three discs? Three discs. I'll take yeah. it. Uh, some of you were just like, I'll take no discs because I like streaming. Screw <laughs> you. <laughs> anyway, and there was this little uh, production notes book, just flipping through it. And that was pretty much when I found out there was going to be an Iron Man movie in like late 2007 i found that out yeah and i was just like wow this thing's a flop no <laughs> one cares about iron man he's just a poor man's batman <laughs> so i wasn't interested in iron man uh i just didn't care just like who cares about iron man but then i heard such good things about it that i went to go see it and i was surprised by how good this movie was Um, You know, it's been 11 years, we've had so many superhero movies, just 22 that came in this franchise that came after the first Iron Man. I still, I think that first Iron Man is still one of the greats. Yeah. And so, unlike a lot of MCU characters, I was, before the MCU started, I was already a fan of the Hulk, Captain America, and the Avengers, and so, when those were announced, I was I got excited. Yeah. And then we finally... And then we saw them on the big screen, and it was exciting. We saw our Sam Raimi Spider-Man or Brian Singer X-Men version of Captain America. Yep. They were deemed the Hulk to where he didn't suck. <laughs> no mutant poodles. No weird transition between scenes. Do you remember that in the Ang Lee movie? I know it was, like, badly edited. Oh, or... my God. <clears throat> the transition... Are bad, <laughs> yeah. And we got the Avengers. Well, I'm just when I remember reading um, the Ultimates comics, and I remember subscri- being subscribed to Spider Man when he moved into Avengers Tower. So every issue besides Spider Man, you also had Captain America, Iron Man, and Wolverine. And it made the so I took that um, gamble on Iron Man. And it made me take gambles on other characters like Thor. And, you know, looking back, the MCU made me a fan of characters I wasn't interested in. Like Iron Man, Thor, and Ant-Man. And then eventually we got storylines that came from when I was buying the comics. Like the Winter Soldier, Civil War, Planet Hulk was used for Thor Ragnarok. And look, let's, let's not pretend the MCU has been completely perfect. There have been some rough... There were some rough patches. Like Iron Man 2. <laughs> and Avengers Agent Ultron. And while I like the MCU, I never put it on the level of um, Sony's uh, Spider-Man or Fox's X-Men. The exception being the Captain America trilogy. That I would put up. But just like the MCU as a whole, I didn't... Maybe it's because I care, those are like my three favorite franchises, so I care more about those, but it was still a very enjoyable experience. So, anticipation of the film, what was your anticipation of the film? Counting down, as we came closer to the movie, what were your thoughts? Uh, Like, I was really excited, and I, I honestly, I barely see any movies opening weekend, so prepping to see it opening weekend off the bat is a big deal for movies for me. You learn from Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I saw that... Only, I didn't. I saw it, like, pretty soon after it came out, and it was still spoiled. <laughs> um, the so, big spoiler yeah. with Han and his yeah. son. Don't spoil stuff, the guys. The Han okay. solo um, kebab with the lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we're spoiling it. They didn't expect... Do you think... How, what do you think the crossover of people who have are really into the MCU enough to listen to this have seen endgame already but have not seen the force awakens it's mostly people <laughs> who are telling themselves they didn't see it trying to forget <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> um th- those people um so yeah uh i was excited for it but i was also kind of nervous like how are they gonna follow up infinity war i don't know i didn't know really much what to expect and after our pre-endgame special i was very confused what to expect um it's kind of sounds like a lot of what expected might not have happened but we'll we'll get into it so I, i was excited i didn't know what to expect I know I was more excited than you because, yeah, you know, you're, you have you're losing hope in the MCU. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that was me going into it. All right, so anticipation <laughs> for this film. So, in my opinion, in the last couple of years, I feel there's been a drop in quality in MCU films, where they tried to hide bad stories with dumb jokes and pointless Avengers references. Um, pretty much since we started this show, which is a little depressing. (laughs) Maybe once it ends, we'll go back up in quality. (laughs) But, um, I mean, you just look at Marvel Studios now had guaranteed success before they had to make up for characters that nobody cared about. And little competition now with the failure of DC to launch a cinematic universe. And we had Spider-Man completely drop the ball. Um, well, Spider-Man Homecoming completely dropped the ball on rebooting the character by turning Spider-Man into a dumb sitcom about Iron Man Jr. slash young Tony Stark. He's not Peter Parker anymore. He's just a young clone of Tony Stark. <laughs> and we knew that the a lot of the um, actors' contracts were ending. And then came this interview with the Russo brothers. Now, I love the Russo brothers. Once again, there's, there's like, the Marvel movies. And then there's... On the Hill, you have the Marvel movies. Yeah. And miles above them <laughs> is Winter Soldier. And then right ahead of his, Civil War. Yeah. It's just... <clears throat> I think these two guys are the best directors in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, whoever worked in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But they said in an interview that nobody could be Rock, could be Iron Man, but Robert Downey Jr. Which is just like, that's not right, guys, but whatever. <laughs> and then, finally, Disney bought Fox, giving them back all of the characters that they had sold out. Now they have the rights to use all those characters. <clears throat> now all those characters will be connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it eliminated the last real superhero competition because... I know, like, DC isn't gone, but it's going to take years to rebuild after the the yeah. failure that they had. It's going to take years. Yeah. Like, we've had Wonder Woman, um, Aquaman made a billion, but yet yeah, it was another divisive movie. Shazam somehow got positive reviews. Not doing that well at the box office. Maybe because they should have focused on Superman and Batman, but <laughs> that's for another episode. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get to that. Yeah. But <laughs> now the competition was gone. Now Marvel had guaranteed success. And Oh uh, and now everything is con- now every Marvel thing is now connected to the MCU. And um we talked about Captain Captain Marvel was the first movie. Um, well, sorry, the last movie before Avengers Endgame. Yeah. And I realized that starting from 2017 to present, with the release of Captain Marvel, in my opinion, since the start of 2017, they have now released more bad movies than good movies. And and I felt that this showed there was a drop in quality in the MCU from lack of competition. And... I wasn't excited anymore because I, I just have been losing the faith. And this whole thing about how they're going to get rid of characters made me just like I, I don't know if I've ever dreaded a movie coming <laughs> more. Like, honestly, it was just like, oh man, it's going to be a week and then the whole thing is going to be ruined. <laughs> but I will say this The Russo brothers, I think, are the best MCU directors. And whatever happens in this movie, whatever happens, however I might feel about the creative choices, some of them aren't theirs. You know, some of them would be Kevin Feige. But I knew no matter what happens, this isn't going to be like a Christopher Nolan situation who just throws something together without care. Whatever happens in this movie, having the Russo brothers means we're going to get the best possible version of this story, even if it's not a good story. <laughs> So, um... This movie... People were trying to avoid spoilers. And yeah. it didn't help that some horrible person... Who, hopefully, it will be homeless soon... <sighs> leaked footage online. And now there were spoilers everywhere. So, I need to ask you... How were you avoiding spoilers? What did you do to avoid spoilers? And how successful were you? Um... I think that I totally avoided spoilers, I think. I um the closest I was to getting spoiled was on this podcast. <laughs> so I but I basically avoided that too. So I I basically just kind of cut out social media, especially any that had anything to do with movies or comics or anything. So and yeah, I just I saw it on the Saturday of its opening weekend, um, so, and I was busy through most of it, so I really had no problem. I think I avoided all spoilers. I went into it fresh. So I was lucky because the week, so the week it came out Tuesday, really Wednesday at five a.m. because I had to write a paper. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was uh, the semester was over. Yeah. But it kept going. Yeah. The whole night <laughs> into the morning. And I specifically said I didn't want to be working on this paper till five AM. You know when it got turned in? Five oh one. But anyway, so luckily once that happened, I shut off the laptop. I wanted to plug the internet, but everyone else stopped me. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I pretty much shut everything down, just stayed off the internet, pretty much spent that time put popping in the DVDs of like I think I was on Black Panther and Infinity War, so I just popped those in. Yeah. But I mentioned on that show that some stupid website, I think it was not one here, but some small local TV station from some other state. Oh. Put two spoilers in a headline. Uh, you know, I talked about them. one was a duh spoiler and one I didn't think was real. Yeah. So I can say what they were now. Yeah. And they both, uh, ha- they both are true. Yeah. Okay. So the like duh one was Tony Stark hugs Spider-Man. Oh, okay. All right. Which is just like, yeah. Okay. The other one was that Hulk uses the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh. That was okay. one I didn't think was true. Okay. But Interesting. It turned out. Yeah, and that happened. I legit didn't remember it until I was writing the notes for this episode. Like, oh yeah, oh, that was real. Those, those smug sobs. <laughs> those they really those did. monsters. They really did leak. They shot really spoiler. did post a spoiler. <laughs> ah, I hope they go out of business for this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yikes! If it was an ABC affiliate, which is owned, ABC is owned by Disney. Yeah. I hope someone lost their job over that. <laughs> That's really <laughs> crappy. The the biggest movie, what could be the highest grossing film of all time? Right now we'll it's see. number 2. Yeah. Did you want to check the box office real okay, quick? It's kind of crazy, honestly. Like it's it's be- I did not expect it. Yeah, um, Let's see. Uh, Avengers Endgame box uh it might be going to the Wikipedia would just be the best. Yeah, although it says 2.5 there. Um Grossing movies of all time. Oh, that's not, not just for inflation, guys. Vendors, thinking. okay. I don't there's... know if that's current. I feel like it was higher when I saw it last, but I don't know. It's something around 2.3 billion or higher. Still, like... yeah. Um, but who knows how recently this was updated? May 10th, I guess. Um, Oh no, wrong thing. No, you don't want to care about the box office mojo. Wikipedia. What's this? Was it from <clears throat> domestic hmm. total? Well, well, um it's very high. Yeah, it's it's tracking higher numbers than I believe Avatar reached two billion, like something like nine weeks in, I want to say, or something, and this was like. Two weeks in, so Titanic took a while. Yeah, Man, that is so weird. That made t- two billion dollars in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, that's really, really insane. Uh, since these are the not adjusted ones, like, how do you get that far? I don't know. Like, people loved that freaking movie. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty crazy numbers on it. So they they spoiled what could be the top grossing movie of all time. Yes. Um and yeah. So, spoilers are bad. Don't do it. Yes. So, here comes the moment the I've mo- been dreading. The, the the talking about the movie itself. Yes. Yep. We can start with you. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> no, I'm just done. <laughs> This, Thanos I, doesn't have a theme, does he? I mean, I have a feeling uh, Thanos doesn't have an imperial march, does he? I don't know. I, don't know. I didn't notice I, anything. There, there might. He be has a... his farmer one, when he's just watching the sun. Yeah, yeah. He's got. He's there's some. I'd like to think Thanos writes poetry. He probably he probably had some. Just free imagine time. him just with that gauntlet, just with yeah. a, <laughs> a piece of paper and a feather. Yeah, perfectly balanced as all things should be. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, he probably has to plan some of those lines out. Yes. Um, yeah, so uh, I think it, you're saying I should it, go first. Um, I I think this is going to be another case where I'm going to have to try at least my best to defend what seems to be the popular opinion on this movie because, um, and I took my time to think about it because I wasn't sure at first, but I did like it. I, uh, I thought that um and we're gonna get to a lot i do want to touch a lot of topics uh that we'll get to but um about things that could have been different but i i did think that the thing i was worried about is how do you um kind of do we, how do you how do you take this snowball of excitement that I almost thought you were going to say snow I just <laughs> the Snoke ball the snowball of excitement <laughs> that's rolling from Infinity War and actually come up with a satisfying conclusion to something so enormous and I thought that in terms of like the, a, a grandiose like exciting conclusion I thought that it was very successful it, I, it it pumped me up basically so um yeah I thought it was uh and and it also like Uh, it felt like it used its runtime pretty well. And yeah, I don't know. It was was like, I'm more new to the, for some people they really felt like they were waiting for this for 10 years. And I can really like empathize with just how excited people who like this movie who have been waiting this long might've been. Because even I had... There were some moments in this movie where I was just like, yeah! Like, it was so exciting of a moment. There are probably some moments that people... Uh, that just that you can think of right Have now. Have you seen Age of Ultron? That was the one that I was about to watch last night, but I decided to oh, watch okay. Into the Spider-Verse instead. <laughs> where I was just like, I don't know if I can watch this again. Um. So, yeah, that's my general view of it um i kind of want to see it again to because i've just just it's just been once at this point i kind of want to see it again to uh really solidify it more i'm so bad at remembering stuff usually that i feel like i need to see almost every movie <laughs> two times to really probably get it but um i rewrite a synopsis before this to help though But uh, (laughs) because there's a lot in it, yeah, there's a lot in it. God bless you, Wikipedia. We know we say that a lot. (laughs) Wikipedia? I don't know, but you know what? You are the real hero. You're our sponsor for free. We get zero, but we're still going to advertise. There, you go. We're going to find a way that when you, um, when they say please donate three dollars, our heads will pop up and be like, Hey, guys, if you donate anyway, come on, save us 50 cents. (laughs) We need new penny from one answers. Yeah. Um, and I guess the only other thing about, in just my general thoughts, is I hate to bring up this movie all the time because it will make everyone stop listening, but I feel like I had a similar feeling with The Last Jedi where oh a little God. after I watched You it, just lost so many people. <laughs> well, no, just that there were certain things the first time I saw it where I was just like, I don't know. That was kind of weird. And then a little time went by and I was just kind of okay with it. I feel like this movie had some of those things where I was, as it was happening, I was like, this is interesting. This is an interesting choice. And then, like, you know, a couple hours after I got out of the theater, I was like, no, nah, it was it was fine. Uh, but overall, I, I guess I think I want to say it, it was great. Great? I, yeah. It was wow. pretty. I like it the same as Infinity War, I think. So... And that was what I was worried about—is that it wouldn't live up to that. So I thought it was a good five and a half hour movie or whatever. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I'm gonna have to stand by that. Uh, I mean, people seem to, and I know, I know you said with like uh, with like Spider-Man: Homecoming and Ant-Man and Wasp and and movies that people initially really liked that it will sink. I think that. People genuinely really like this one. People genuinely like The Phantom Menace too. Well, no, but I think that a lot of, like, this is like a unanimous opinion. We'll, that, we'll see. Yeah, we'll get we'll Give it to a it. year. Okay. I mean, you could be right with, depending on how they, uh, like, we'll get to it, but with their, like, how this will affect the future of the MCU is a big question, and I'm also trying to kind of contextualize this movie outside of that a little bit. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's my initial thoughts. Um, so I'll, I'll be, uh, that'll be my, my force in this, in this discussion. So, yeah. So here's, here's the, here's your moment. Yes. Well, (laughs) before I start, let me just say, like I, like I say for a lot of movies, no one walks into a movie wanting to dislike it. You want to love it. it's almost just like, um, it's almost just like in that I was, I can almost relate to that moment in the Infinity War and the Endgame trailer to Tony Stark, where I I was just like, I know I said I was done with the MCU after Endgame, but I was hoping for just one more surprise. Yeah. And before, because, look, there are normal MCU fans, which is like 99% of people, but then there are the 1%. You know, the people online where, if you dislike the MCU, you're nothing but a DC fan. (laughs) And I just gotta say this, because I know there'll be some people who just demo, demo, demo. Let me just say this. I was reading Avengers comics and watching Avengers cartoons since 2003, okay? That's nine years before all all of you fake fans jumped on the bandwagon in 2012, so whatever <laughs> yeah i'm a pretty fake fan but i guess i never claimed yes. to be a big <laughs> fan so <laughs> i'm sorry i don't mean like fake fans but i'm just like i was there before you all jumped on the bandwagon yeah definitely. so if you want to say you're not a real fan go ahead and embarrass yourself son <laughs> all right here are the initial thoughts Avengers Endgame is a redundant film, showing us stories that we've previously seen done better in other Marvel films. The tossing out of some characters, the uninteresting state other characters are left in, and multiple sloppy cop out endings leaves the MCU a convoluted mess with a troubled future. So that's my thoughts on the movie, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well thanks for listening to comment section. Yes. No. Hey, if you listened to this show for the past year, you knew this was coming. What was mm-hmm. that thing? What, was that from The Dark Knight? You... Oh, it's... They knew we were coming! As soon as your office got involved, Dent! I'm sorry, I quote DC. <laughs> <laughs> you should apologize. I'm sorry, guys. <clears throat> so, like we did for Infinity Infinity War, I thought we'd first go through the characters. Yeah. So, I listed the characters, um, the main characters, the ones who were on posters and stuff. Alright, so... And the ones who had more than... Um, well, actually, some characters had more screen time than I thought they would. But we'll yeah. get into that later. Alright, so, first of all... I guess you can go... Uh, well... I don't know. Well, you can just... Li- if you want me to go first, someone on you can always just list the characters. I would like to you go probably... first with this character. Okay, go. I want to go first with the man. The myth, the legend. The super soldier. Yep, Captain America. For me, the standout character of the film... I like seeing him take on a leadership role in a post Thanos world, and made, out of I felt like out of all the characters to be the last one standing up to Thanos before all the other characters come back, yeah. to have him be Captain America with a broken shield <laughs> made the most sense, <clears throat> and I mean, Cap game Mjolnir. I mean, that was no. That on. was one of the fist pumping moments I was talking come about. On. That was one of those. I've, if you haven't seen Age of Ultron, so you don't. I know. I know the reference though. Okay. That, um, it was when he was trying to pick up. Everyone was trying to pick up uh, Thor's hammer, and well, I've seen cl- parts oh, okay. of Age of Ultron. I really, tried. To... You don't need to see much of it. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen that part. All right, I've seen that clip. <laughs> so for me, Captain America has been my favorite character of the MCU and wasn't, me, that kinda like, wasn't that kind of like a thing wasn't that kind of like uh in the force awakens when you think that finn is about to force uh the or no you think that kylo ren is trying to get the lightsaber but it fl- flies past him and ray gets it or something that's a, it's almost like that Did they do that was did they show thor and then that went to well, i'll be honest. no i just meant that like it, you see thor trying to get it or we do you I, I don't know. Um, but it you think it's gonna fly to Thor, but it like flings over to uh Captain America. Just a little it's just a little similar. Yeah. Well, I don't remember Force Awakens that much. I've only seen it twice. And the last mm-hmm. time was before well, actually it had to be after Last Jedi. I didn't make it I just count. remember as that was happening, I thought right before it happened, is this gonna be like in Force Awakens? And then that happened. That's yes. just I haven't seen the Force Awakens in a little bit either, but I feel like it might be similar. It was uh <clears throat> If if it had to go to anyone, yeah, it it made sense. Yep. So, what were your thoughts on Captain America in this movie? Uh, yeah, I thought he was a standout as well. It, it kind of the uh, the 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 poster boy of the movie, really. Uh, and that was such an amazing scene, just kind of like that level of hopelessness where he's the only one against all of Thanos' army, and he's still just like. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna do this, and then luckily, uh, yeah. Who would have thought they all came back? <laughs> oh, who would have thought? <laughs> I thought the movie was just gonna end with him getting crushed. Like yeah, a, man, that, that's a spoiler. When they announced that those actors were come, were gonna pop yeah. up in the movie. Well, we warned you about spoilers. Yes. So, so is that it? All you have for Captain America? Um, let me think about. It. I thought that him fighting himself was one of my other favorite scenes. That was really cool. So, that's another way that he was one of the standouts to me. I wasn't a fan of that scene, but um it was it was I'm I'm surprised because that was the other like <laughs> um that was one of like the five coolest scenes to me, I'd say. I thought it was a little bit cheesy. Actually, there's one thing I should have said in my intro, but <clears throat> I am biased to this movie because in a way, it's like all of the things that I like in movies and in the MCU, it's almost like this was fan service to me. Because in general, in movies, and I might have even said this on the podcast before, I love plots where you see things that happened before from the perspective of different characters or like time travelers so much. It's literally my favorite um like type of plot in movies ever like you see it in stuff like uh in the third harry potter movie they time travel and you see other parts of the movie that happened earlier in the movie from the perspective of the time travelers you see it in a lot of people hate this but arrested development season four i love it because it's literally the same plot over the course of the season but each character's perspective of that plot. So you're seeing some of the same scenes, but from the perspective of a different character, I'm obsessed with that kind of thing. I don't know why. It's just like it was made for me. So I I love time travel stuff. It's like one of my favorite genres. I love time travel stuff too, when it's done well. But yeah, I I think I've probably seen it done better, but it was just, whenever stuff like that happens, I'm just like, it's (laughs) happening. I, I remember that. I'm easy to please in that way, but yeah. Um, That's all I have to say about Cap, I think. All right, so next we move on to Iron Man, the guy who started this whole thing back in 2008. So, seeing Tony broken post-Thanos made sense a lot when you think about how he had kind of a similar reaction to Iron Man 3, kind of like after the invasion from the first Avengers. And it was great seeing Tony as a father to his daughter. Was her name Morgan? I think that's what I it think was. so. To uh Morgan who in the comics is I think it's his male cousin. Cousin's name. Really? Oh, yeah, in the movie they said it was Pepper's uncle, whatever. Okay. It's close enough. Uh it was great seeing him as a father and I really liked how they had him get closure with Howard Stark, especially um in I one of the one of the few shiny moments an otherwise crappy movie known as Iron Man 2, was seeing how broken Tony's relationship was with his father. Yeah. And having him time travel, it felt like he got like that closure that he needed from his father. Yeah. And I don't know why. I, I can't explain it. And maybe it's kind of stupid, but I'll just say it anyway. I really like Iron Man's suit in the movie. It like For me, it feels like the most... Feels like the most design accurate design you'd see from the comics. Yeah, I, like... I, don't, I, I don't, I can't explain. It. <clears throat> just for me, I really like the design of the suit. I like it too. I know it looks similar to all the other ones, but for some reason, this one <laughs> just really stuck out to me. Yeah, I remember in my pre- my pre uh, Endgame special that I was thinking like, since Iron Man started it all, it seems like to pull the strings in the most obvious way. That they might sacrifice Iron Man, but we were kind of like, is, is that too obvious? And so, when I was seeing it, I was like, I guess too obvious happened to be the choice they thought mm-hmm. that was good, and I thought they well, it f- wasn't really up to the yeah. writers. It was up yeah. Robert and I Jr. controlled Iron Man's fate definitely. I mean, it's it's like if you try to see this movie in a vacuum. And pretend... Like, if we were pretending that this is... That they were trying to do, like, a series finale and that was it. Well, I it's do not think, a series finale. I know, but I guess I'm trying to look at it in a vacuum and say, like... If this were the end of series, it is kind of a beautiful and fitting culmination to end it with his sacrifice. But knowing that that means they're not going to recast sucks. Like, they just killed Iron Man off. Um, but... I'm okay with it when I look at it in more of a vacuum because I did think that it was a a beautiful sacrifice. That was probably one of my other, it was really cheesy when he said, I am Iron Man, but I thought it was like cheesy in the right way. It was like beautiful comic book cheesy. It it was, it was right to me. Um, and there was just enough of pause before it where I was just like, he's going to say Iron Man. (laughs) So yeah, I, I thought he did well, and if, you know, if it's the last time we ever see him in the MCU, who knows, maybe he'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> then I thought it was a good final performance, so. It wasn't like Logan where he was defeated by a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, well, he was defeated, yeah. A tree is what caught him in the <laughs> end. <universe>. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching the old <laughs> X-Men cartoon, and there's a scene where Wolverine ta- is talking about Gambit. And I was just like, it could be Wolverine's review if you watch the movie Logan. Guy doesn't break a sweat against Magneto or Apocalypse, but what takes him out? A pine tree! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had forgotten that. Actually. oh man, <sighs> Four movies against Magneto, and what gets him? <laughs> a tree. <laughs> At least it's technically not it, what is it what isn't it like technically not in the same canon or something it's not it's so okay have you seen deadpool yeah <laughs> okay it's in that canon or, no or it's not canon but but um, it's separate uh. it's 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 a separate according to the marvel database it is a separate thing it's a what if universe what if the x-men was a western movie okay i got gotcha. you And um, it's not canon, but there's some references in Deadpool 2 that if you want to watch it before Deadpool 2, that it's it's worth it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just say that. I'm not a fan of Logan, but I'll watch it before I watch Deadpool 2. Oh, okay. I'll just say that. Have you seen Deadpool 2? No, not yet. I I (laughs) want to, but so... (laughs) Oh, man. Deadpool 2 made me go back and rewatch Logan. (laughs) Made me go and buy Logan. Wow, it actually... That's big. Yes. Plus the fact that it's not canon. Deadpool kind of establishes it's not. Okay. I gotcha. (laughs) Oh, the things they... (laughs) Deadpool 2, guys. (laughs) All right. Next up is Thor. Okay. All right. So, Thor... Went from some people's favorite Avenger in Infinity War to the crappiest Avenger in Endgame. Now looking at it this way, Thor's personality made sense after not being able to defeat Thanos or seconds yeah. before the snap. Should have went for the head, Thor. Yeah. Actually, actually thanks, he was a really broken. thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Star Lord.
1: But whatever. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, that, like. Yeah. Um, Fat Thor was funny at first. But then became a boring joke that they relied on too much. It was just like, oh my god, guys, again, we'll just keep milking. Yeah, I think it would have been, I would have liked a scene to maybe like an inspirational scene between Thor and Banner or Thor and Hulk or Thor and Cap or so, something that motivates Thor yeah. to get um like back yeah. to the Thor. It's just i i just got tired of it after yeah, a while no, i i definitely thought the joke was done a little too much it kind of seemed like it the, was funny the first, first scene seemed like enough um although i did think it was funny when he went full big lebowski because if you've ever seen that movie he, he literally was exactly like the dude in the big lebowski <laughs> um but uh so that was kind of funny but um by the time they decided to go back in time travel, it was time for the joke to end, yeah, I definitely i I actually appreciate that they stuck to like keeping him looking that way like he wasn't better yet. so it made sense that he he didn't like change his appearance magically or anything. so like that all made sense, but uh, it was like they referenced a joke to it every single time he appeared. so this actually probably was one of the things that I was very iffy on at first. I don't know I don't know if you had anything more to say about it, but that I, was pretty much it. okay. Um, but in, in the end, uh, what what they what they did with Thor, is to me the thing I could see the most people having a problem with this in, in this movie. If there's something that people are gonna be upset about, this is probably one of the first things that comes to mind. Um, but in the end, I think it does work because of what you said. Like, and I in my predictions, I thought I was bad at predictions, but I talked about how like Thor is probably going to be. Having going really going through something for feeling he has failed, and I, I really appreciate um, they're grounding Thor in a lot of ways that I really appreciate, and it makes me excited for him to keep being in whatever way he is going to keep being in MCU movies. I'm excited for that because I appreciate grounding these characters that are so literally you know godlike. Um, so I did a. I did like that they stuck with, um, like, exploring a tale of the, like, trauma he experienced from the events of Infinity War. Um, and, uh, like, you know, he's really dealing with something. And I feel like that maybe that was played up as a joke too much, especially because, like, in a way, he's he's really going through something. It could have been played a little more seriously. But, uh, yeah, overall, I, uh, I, I like it because, yeah, because I also think... While it is played as a joke quite a bit, I also think it's a little, like, on the viewer to, like, empathize and see that, like, you know, he's in such a dark moment that, like, he's not cool. Like, that's kind of the thing. He's going through something, and so he's he's not too cool right now. He doesn't really care. So, in the end, I thought it was fine. So, moving on to the next character. You know, I've, I've said many times, The Russo brothers are the best MCU directors. Yeah. But they have found their kryptonite. And like kryptonite, it is green. And it is the Hulk. Oh. (laughs) Hulk went from strongest Avenger to the most boring Avenger. It, It was basically just a CGI green Mark Ruffalo. And I would have preferred more of a combination of Hulk and Banner's personalities instead of. Banner just being big and green. Like, one example is in 2012, Hulk being. I would have liked for Hulk to be excited to Smash instead of just calling it gratuitous. Yeah. And it's just like, if this is the future of the Hulk, they've pretty much ruined him by just. He's a boring character now. They've completely made him boring. I think it was a mistake to just go full banner to just as CGI does the Hulk. I would have preferred um, mashing together the personalities. Yeah. But it's just Hulk is so boring in this movie. And if this is the future of the character, wow. Yeah. Not good. Um, I mean, I would hope that there's some development and that, the, you know, he wouldn't be like this. And that. I would hope that he's like, I think I've said this with uh with Peter Quill that like, um, there's these movies. There's so many of these movies coming out that it kind of feels like the character development is happening so slowly, and it can be kind of frustrating. Um, although uh, I did mention Infinity War, my least favorite part in Infinity War was the Hulk. I thought it was. I thought he looked stupid in the Hulk suit. <laughs> I thought it was so boring, and I at the very least thought that this was an improvement somehow, a bit. And as soon as he showed up, I was like relieved. I was like, okay, at least he's not. At least he's stuck as the Hulk instead of, um, actually, I was reading since I don't know about the comics. I don't. I can't confirm this, but isn't this ripped out of some comics? Like it's like Professor Hulk or something. There is Professor Hulk, but from what I read, I'm pretty sure he he is more of a combination of the two. He's not just okay Banner. In okay. Hulk's body. Uh, because from what I was just reading online, having not read those comics, I had I was under the assumption that this was something ripped right out of the comics, but I guess it's not exactly it. Um, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure it's yeah. From what I read, it's 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 more of a combination of the two. Yeah, he's smart like Banner, but he still also has a little bit of Hulk's personality. Yeah, I think I was just a little relieved that it wasn't. The same deal as Infinity War. It was it was a change. And um, I think in retrospect, I was like, nothing really came of it. There wasn't development. Like, he he never really had any cool Hulk moments. Like, for example, like the beginning of Infinity War or something. At least we got that in Infinity War. Um, but, uh, yeah. He did kind of just become, at least in the first half, like a comical character. And, like... It, the personality was funny enough, but I guess nothing really came of it, but yeah, so this is something I can kind of agree on a little, but it didn't really ruin anything for me, but we'll see. Maybe as time goes on, I'll start feeling like I did about Infinity War. Looking back at Thor Ragnarok, Infinity <clears throat> War, Endgame, which they said was a Hulk trilogy. I really don't understand how this, how there's a, plot that go uh, there's a story on goes I mean all. they all just yeah. kind of feel like you how, how does this lean into this and how's this lean into this like it just feels so I mean I guess I guess he did have a big moment in that he uh he snapped uh not in terms of rage <laughs> but <laughs> he snapped uh but yeah I don't know how it especially with the five-year time jump it kind of halts any uh kind of feeling of trilogy in that because you know you you miss a lot of that character development um which i don't know how you felt i thought i kind of thought that the time jump was kind of cool and unexpected personally i don't know how you felt about it but like, we'll get to it as soon as it, okay we'll get to it but yeah i didn't know at first but okay so that's all i have to say about the hulk but yeah. would you say he was your least fit i would say he's my he was my most disappointing <sighs> character I don't throughout know. the movie, I really don't know who my least favorite is. Maybe, of course. I, I, once, once there, it started to be more of a, a team effort. I kind of wasn't thinking about him as much, but like if I think about it now, I think so. I think he probably was my least favorite, but I still liked it more than Infinity War. So. Yeah, I'll still take that little two minutes of Hulk at the beginning. Oh arc. yeah, that is that is one of the <laughs> coolest parts of it. So you could you could convince me that Infinity War Hulk is better because of that. So, all right, next up is Black Widow, and not much to say about her because you know she's I dead. did not expect that. I like I of all the people who could have died for good. I, I didn't expect <laughs> that. Well, um, looking back at Black Widow's arc. I thought it was interesting seeing her kind of take over as a leader of the Avengers because we've seen yeah. her kind of like talking uh, to Captain Marvel, to um, Rhodey. I think she talks to Rock in that scene too. Hmm. Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, in hologram. yeah, she does. So it's interesting to see the, what was kind of a loner character now stepping up as trying to be mm-hmm. a leader of what's left of the Avengers in this five-year gap. And it felt like a it felt like a nice arc to have her go through for going from this longer to being a type of leader for the Avengers or what was left of the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, it was, I would probably like, she really didn't have, it didn't, I guess it's because she died before the final act, but it almost didn't feel like she had too much screen time. Um, that I remember except for a couple big scenes, but those big scenes I think kind of do make her close to another standout to me in the movie. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was I was a big fan of the performance and everything. Um, a good send off except that maybe the actual send off after she died was a little underwhelming. I don't know. I, I, yeah. yeah, it was kind of just <laughs> like they were just kinda of mad about it. <laughs> that was it. I don't know. But uh yeah. That's all, that's all I've got. All right, so next up is one I was so sure was going to die. He is Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think when that scene was happening, like, it's going to be him? Oh, I thought even, no matter what, it's either one of them doesn't come back or none of them comes back. Oh, okay. <laughs> he is going to die. <laughs> All right, so having him be the most affected by the snap makes the most sense since he's the human character with no powers or no suit. Yeah. However, it felt like having him execute criminals made him irredeemable, and I think it made more it made more sense for that storyline to set up his death, especially since the timeline didn't since the five year timeline didn't erase and go back to 2018. Right. I almost feel like Hawkeye is now just an irredeemable character. Um like it would have made sense right, had the five year Because you can't take that back been erased and we gone back to like they whatever happened like somehow before Snap Thanos was now defeated and now we continue. But just leaving in this five year gap, I almost feel like the character is irredeemable now. Uh, and it would have made if if they were gonna stay in um t- t- 2023. 2023 Yeah. It would have made more sense for him to die. And I-, I gotta say, I feel like this is once again the actors controlling the character. Cl- he signed a contract, and that's why Hawkeye lived. And it just yeah, when you look at his story arc, it makes sense for him to die. It's like he's beyond redemption now. And yeah. I don't I don't know how. An Avenger is just going to let him be on the team now. It's not like Winter Soldier where he was completely mind-controlled. He went out and became a serial killer. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, is is part of the point, like, but they were criminals? I mean, Mm. you should take after Batman. Yes. Um... Um, people be like oh batman bruce batman didn't go out to kill the criminals yeah. he didn't go have a shotgun and say this one's for martha <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know who's martha <laughs> you know who she was <laughs> um yeah bruce bruce little brucey is that you <laughs> hey remember i was at your home one time i was trying to bribe your father i remember all of it <laughs> <laughs> somehow he turned into Bale Batman just to make it worse. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Um, yeah, for Hawkeye, like, I guess at that, when he was straight up murdering people, I did kind of think this is a little too too dark. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I get you're upset, but I mean, <laughs> chill out. Um, I do think that, like, him living, like, if you uh, I thought that the opening scene it was pretty. It was a pretty great establishing scene. I thought, kind of. It kind of makes you like remember. After all this time, it almost like makes this is real. The snap feel more human like. Yeah. because Hawkeye was a human. No, I thought that was a great way. Where was he though? Just where was he? Where were you doing in Infinity War? <laughs> just having a picnic with the family. Yeah, I, yeah. Did they explain that? Because they ex- obviously explained. Ant- they Man, just but... had a picnic. Okay, that's an important picnic. I guess, They uh, had enough people. I mean, I guess he is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, Probably not good cell reception. Yeah. I, I thought it was a great bridge from Infinity War to Endgame, making it really feel like, remember, you were devastated last year? Uh, here you go. You're devastated again. So for him to like to be reminded that he has a family he has to go back to, and for him to get a chance to, to go back to that family, um, I thought that that was good. But... I guess for me, maybe make him a little less bad. Just, <laughs> like, I would have preferred how it turned out if they just didn't show him brutally killing people. So, yeah. It would have been different if they tried to kill him and it was the only way he could protect himself. Yeah. Yeah, that, it, it makes sense. It it, it it just got very dark. I don't think I had thought about it until you just brought it up, but it was a bit mo- Of course, I'm not... Hawkeye might be the superhero I know the least about in the MCU. <laughs> so... I really didn't know what I was even watching there, but, yeah, I I tend to agree, except that I like the bookends of it. I like that he uh, had an amazing part in an opening scene that made us care, and the resolution to that. But, yeah, that's about all I have to say. All right, so next we have a War Machine. That's right, Rhodey. Oh, yes. Lieutenant James Rhodes. So, um... He's not in the movie a lot. Mm-hmm. It was nice to uh, kind of have him there. Yeah. You know, he was around. I, I lo- one of the few good things about Age of Ultron, is I liked how, like, the sidekicks popped up where you had uh, War Machine and Falcon show up at one part. Pretty sure I remember that, right? Yeah. I, I've not watched Age of Ultron as much as the first Avengers of Civil War, but they do show up, I remember. But, um... I I gotta say I feel like it's a little bit of a missed opportunity that since they got rid of Iron Man it would have been nice to have a final moment a final heartfelt moment between Rhodey and Tony some people well you haven't I'm just I mean like before something where like um I don't know like maybe Tony could talk about how something a little before like how maybe Rhodey could say like hey man the world looks up to you and like Tony could say like he always wanted to. He wanted to be more like Rhodey or something. Yeah, I mean they gave Bucky and Captain America a moment, even though they didn't know what was about to happen. So I, I don't. It would have been. I mean, it's hard to fit a lot into the runtime, but that seems kind of important. Um, but like yeah, you, like like you said, I think it's kind of a situation where they had again so many characters that he, he didn't have too many standout moments, unfortunately. So yeah. It would have been nice to give him that standout moment. <clears throat> All right. So next up is Ant-Man. That's right. Oh yeah. Went to the Quantum Realm. We had to suffer through a whole movie <laughs> to get him to the Quantum yeah. Realm. It felt like, I don't know. It felt like Ant-Man represented the audience in this movie where Ant-Man was the one for like for the characters it was 5 years. For Ant-Man, it was five minutes. For right. us, it was just one year. And like we, and we mm-hmm. see Ant-Man is being informed. He is surprised. And he, like when they time travel, is geeking out over being with the Avengers. Yeah. So I felt... I don't know. I felt like his biggest role was being the audience. Um, like, I had not thought about this at all. I don't know what you're saying your feelings about that are, but that actually seems like a really smart thing to do. Like, it seems like... I thought I thought having that was a good. Idea. Yeah, I think like I hadn't thought about that at all. That like having a five year jump in your movie, you need someone to kind of bridge the gap in that and be like, what is going on, and how the audience feels. So that and from the trailers, I was a little worried that he would bring too much goofiness. But in a lot of ways, he was kind of the straight man to a lot of the like in that scene with the when we meet the Hulk, um, he was kind of playing the straight man a little, and I. I I thought that was better than him just being goofy. Two or something. words, Russo brothers. Yeah, no, I thought I thought they did Ant Man really well, actually. Yeah, um, he he wasn't sacrificed though. That was your no, guess. I was so <laughs> sure. Um, I made a whole big deal about Ant Man. Yeah, we're gonna Ant Man will be the movie after um, uh, Infinity War. <laughs> but nope, he nope. lives. He lived. He gets to shrink another day. Yep, yeah, he gets flicked. What's a James Bond movie um, title? Just think of a title. I have no clue. Um, Live and Let Die is that one? It sounds like one. Live and Let Shrink. Okay, there we go. I've I've like never seen. I've no I know nothing about James Bond. I've never watched a James Bond movie. Yeah, one time I was going to, but then I just forgot. I just didn't get around to it. I I want to. I would venture to say I don't care to. Well, <laughs> so. It's been around for fifty years. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be something to it. I guess I don't know. All right. So next up is Rocket Raccoon. Um, like I said at the beginning, it's like they did a fan service to me. They literally paired Thor and Rocket in their time travel <laughs> sequence. They traveled to what I hear is one of the worst movies that I haven't seen, but at, nonetheless, I um, was surprised at oh, well, not right. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ragnar- they're uh, they're Thor going the to the dark world, yeah. <laughs> but I guess it makes sense. If the yeah. infinity stone is there yeah it it makes sense you know he he was rocket i think i expected him to be a little bit more sad and devastated but he was at the beginning um that face when yeah. thanos says he destroyed the stones and that heartbreaking look on rocket's face oh yeah i had actually forgotten about that i can picture it now though yeah, I, he's he's my favorite Guardian. I'm glad that he was the one who got to be with them at the beginning. Almost like he was an Avenger. Yes. <laughs> so, I'm not a fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, so I'll just say this. This movie showed that Rocket Raccoon is better off dumping the Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> or at least Star-Lord, and <laughs> sticking with the Avengers. Uh, we'll, we'll We'll get to the end, the the ending of what happens with the guardians i guess but again it's like they're fans servicing me um yeah so who's next the last character we have oh i said that we should have talk about characters on the poster right so yeah should we mention captain marvel oh um smaller role than yeah. everyone thought yeah no she was she was barely in it at all she was basically kind of a plot device really i don't know if i'm crazy or not in the five-year jump were the colors on her costume reversed uh like i think they switched her because they switched her hairstyle i think they switched to a different i feel like instead like we it's red the suit is red and blue i maybe i'm misremembering it I felt like they reversed the red and the blue. I think there might be more blue on it. I'm having trouble picturing it because all I really remember is that the hairstyle changed to her other hairstyle in the comics. Um, I can't remember the suit that well. I I should do more research because I, I wonder if they were specifically going for a different look from the comics. Um, but yeah, she basically just said she has to, uh, protect all the other planets. Um, screw you earth which i mean as rocket said it it's kind of a good point <laughs> i guess but um i mean i i guess having that superpowered of a character there the whole time might have made for a boring movie so <laughs> but it, it, like the fact that even like thanos like she 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 was holding up pretty well against thanos but even she couldn't totally finish the job so thanos is strong he is strong <laughs> Yeah, n- n- not much to say about her because there wasn't too much of her, and in- I mean I enjoyed it. Yeah, I-, I mean I guess I wish that there would have been m- more because it was good, so it would have been <laughs> more would have been good. But there- there's a lot of characters, and this movie was probably a little bit more for the established characters because I mean there's going to be more Captain Marvel. A lot of these characters there isn't going to be more of, unfortunately. So I guess give the screen time to them. That's all. (laughs) All right. So final character is Thanos. Oh, yes. So I'll just say this. It's a great performance that Josh Brolin gave to Thanos. Yeah. However, after Infinity War last year, I did get tired of, oh, my God, another movie of him getting those stupid stones. I just, (laughs) I'm sorry. We just went through a movie of that. I don't care again. I don't know. <clears throat> it's just like, I saw that already. Well, don't I don't This care. time it was a little more uh, the Avengers getting all the stones. <laughs> you know in the comics, they call them Infinity Gems, which sounds like some cheap plastic piece of crap you get from Target. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> Thanos would, like, buy them, go to the <laughs> checkout line, and, um... Like like the target lays like that'll be a dollar ninety seven and Thanos is writing his check perfectly balanced <laughs> as all things should be. <laughs> he has Batman checks. Oh. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh. I mean. I don't know. I just. I like. I. I just. I wasn't <clears throat> excited about Thanos. I was a little bit like, we did this already. Well, to be honest, I feel like in this movie until the very end. The main villain kind of wasn't Thanos. Like looming overhead, yes, but they were kind of battling against they Thanos were, it was a heist movie. Is a smaller character. Yeah, like um the 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 like He's second a supporting act, character. Yeah, definitely. Um the, the second act of this movie was essentially just a heist movie. The 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 the, the antagonizing force was whether or not they're going to succeed. Not really in the looming idea of Thanos, but Thanos himself until towards the end was not really actively trying to stop them. It was basically just a heist movie, which was kind of different. Uh, uh, I, I thought it was exciting, but it did, like, to me, Infinity War is really the shining, amazing villainous performance. Like, if you're going to a movie for, like, what I think will probably be remembered as one of the great movie villains... It's a bold statement, but I think people will probably remember it that way. I think Infinity War is a better example of that. Because here we are just kind of seeing him as a more generic bad guy. It was the, you know, it was Thanos circa Guardians of the Galaxy as opposed to Thanos circa Infinity War. So, he's kind of a different guy. Um, Yeah. I I don't know, did I have anything else to say about Thanos? He was killed really early on yes thought the credits were about to roll (laughs) just like well that was short i thought it was three hours (laughs) yeah but then it's all the animators like big blocks it's just they're each animator's single name on the screen that's how the credits are so long um you know i actually um i i heard uh i since i had seen it the saturday after opening the people I was with, I actually heard they're like, there's no post credit scene. So we all just left as soon as the credits came on. Well, aren't you lucky? <laughs> I don't know. In a way, I guess for the end of an arc, it makes a little sense to not have any. End- Would you have wished there was an end credit scene? No. Okay. <laughs> I think not having an end credit scene was the right decision. Yeah, I kind of thought so. Um, although it's weird, it's like, wow, no end credit scene. You could have told us, guys. You could have told us. <laughs> Yeah. Instead, clang, clang, clang. <laughs> all right. Um, so that's all the characters. Yes. Um, so now we'll get into what worked in the movie. All right. And unlike Dark Knight Rises of Spider-Man Homecoming, which are complete failures, there were some things that worked in this. And I'll just start with this. For a three-hour movie, it felt shorter than Infinity War. I Can, agree. I'll be honest. I watched Infinity War... I thought it was going to be the day before, but turned out to be two days before. Got to the theater on Friday night. All were booked. I was just like, what the crap, movie theater? So I had to buy them for Saturday morning. <laughs> anyway, I'll be honest. I was watching Infinity War, and I was just like, God, this thing kind of drags a little bit. Yeah. And I was just like, man, if this is how it's going to be, it's going to be some long three hours. Yeah. That was probably one of the shortest-feeling three-hour movies I've ever seen, honestly. It really didn't feel that long at all. Um, I didn't even have to use the bathroom during it, but that's probably because I prepared. Some people were just like, how am I going to... Dude, <laughs> trust me, bladder, or, or whatever it was, and we look like, whatever it takes. I only go to the bathroom about three or four times a day. How many times <laughs> yeah, I... do people normally go to the bathroom? Just, I think... Just don't like my recommendation. Just don't get a drink. Just drink a little I water had, before. I then. had a large soda, yeah. and I didn't. I know, and I do that often as well. But I recommend for if people are that worried about it, just your body will not want to go to the bathroom so bad if you just dehydrate yourself. Just no. wait <laughs> until like right before you leave for the theater to yeah, go. Well, or just go right before the movie at the theater. That's true. Although you could have a line. Yeah. Well there you go. There you go. Five guys. years later. <laughs> Potty lessons from comment section. <laughs> Next we'll tell you how to go number two. All right. Stay tuned. I'm not the best authority on this, but I'm just listening to what people's opinions on this. It seems to for people who probably especially for people who were introduced to Marvel through the MCU, it did an effective job at finding a way to like pull those nostalgia strings. The fan service, people can say what they will about the idea of just fan service in a piece of work, but I think it did an effective job. I mean, choosing the time travel plot line is a very good way to literally go into the movies you're nostalgic about and do fan service in that. So I get the sense that maybe they're trying to actively make a plot that feels like, a love letter to all the movies that came before it and i thought at least in in that sentiment i thought that was effective so yeah that's, that's not a specific movie part or something that worked as a specific part of the movie but that's my general overarching thing about this movie that i thought seemed effective again that's just a hunch because there's some like i've not seen toward the dark world so <laughs> i i can't be I, there are some parts where i was like I don't know what that's from. That's like right before his mom dies. <laughs> yeah, which I knew happened, but I had I have not seen the movie. <laughs> um, what's one thing that worked for you? Unless you have something to say well, about that. Uh, about the fan about fan service, or just like the way it kind of it, it, you know, the way it kind of pegged the end of a cinematic universe's first arc when they talked about time travel. I was excited. I really like time travel. I like seeing it on the Flash, X Men: Days of the Future Past. I think is great. Uh, one of the best superhero movies of all time. I don't know. I part of me, when watching it, felt like I watched this movie already and I saw it done better. You mean, you mean in when, like Days of Future Past when, and stuff, or do you well, mean Well, in... I saw time travel done better in Days of Future Past. And when they travel to the first Avengers movie, I'm just like, I've seen this movie in 2012, and I saw it done better in 2012. Um, it's I... a little bit <clears throat> cheesy now with the jokes they're going for. I guess my take would be more that, like, they... You know, it wasn't the same movie. Like, it, you're seeing... Like, it was a different plot. I mean, I guess they're getting the same they're exact They're stone. getting stones. <laughs> we saw Thanos do it. Now we're seeing them do it. I don't know. I like the different perspective stuff. I could see that if you just... You mean, you know, if you generally just like the movie The Avengers better than this movie, I could see how it's like when you're in The Avengers, you're just like, wow, if only I could be seeing The Avengers right now. But um, for me, the best time travel moment is when Tony sees his dad. Yeah. Which is, isn't when they're with, you know, I they aren't in any of the, the movies, right? Or they're just like, that's not they didn't specifically travel back. in no, time No, because that was in like the 70s. Yeah. Um, interesting, though. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. know. It felt (laughs) a little bit like, I've seen the Avengers. I've seen Thanos get those stones. Now we're doing it again. Yeah, I mean, this in the end, at the end of the day, the stones are just, uh, I think it's a MacGuffin or something is the trope name. It's just a random plot device, like I don't really care that much what they're going after or what they're getting to me. Um, like I, I, I don't know. It's just it's just a dumb plot device, so I don't really care. I don't know. Like the idea of them going back to see the to, the idea of them going back in time to what happened in the previous movies excites me. I just think it could have been done better. Okay. Um. I mean, like, would the way that it would be done better be maybe to have a different premise for going back? I guess. I, you know, maybe I should have said this first. Like, I've read Infinity Gauntlet. Actually, the day the day I saw Endgame, I went to Barnes & Noble and bought the Infinity Gauntlet comic book. And it's just like, no matter what you do, a storyline of the Avengers versus Thanos is not going to excite me as much as like a Winter Soldier or Civil War. Yeah. It just, it's fine, but it's just, it's not going to be something that, like, makes you go, like, drool, like, oh, my God. Yeah. I definitely think that this movie shined a lot more in its, like, individual moments and, I, that over rather than, like, specifically its plot. Um, but I'm honestly not that much of a plot person. Like, a lot of people come out of movies and they're just like, that plot was so stupid. But I kind of pay attention to smaller moments a little more. I almost so. feel like this. I didn't write this as a point, but it's something <clears> I've been kind of thinking of. Endgame has a better story. and War has better execution. Okay, so you think that the story that they actually had was was better in... Well, it's a time travel story, so yeah. I can agree there. But, um yeah, Infinity War's plot is kind of I can see where you're coming from. Like uh there's a, it's about <laughs> a strange strangeness there. Yeah. But like yeah, like I said, it's just a trope. I like I don't like to nitpick nitpick plot too much cuz sometimes like you just th- to me plots are just you just throw in something to make stuff happen. Like <laughs> I don't care that much honestly. I which is like like movie critiquing 101 is plot holes. And sometimes it kind of bugs me because I'm like, I don't really even care if the plot is bad. Sometimes, wow. <laughs> like it's not the most important part of a movie to me. Uh, it sounds weird, but like you've just justified our cancellation. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I would think that I would think that there are probably the experience some... is more important to you than the plot. Yeah, there's some reviewers and pe- movie fans who probably agree with me. They care about character development and like character moments, and. L- And other things that the plot is there to um, make happen. Like the plot is something that drives the parts that are good in a movie rather than being the reason you see a movie. And there are some plots that are so good that it is the reason you see a movie, but it doesn't have to be the reason you see a movie is I guess all I'm saying. And when when a movie is literally just about getting objects and you just say those objects are important. Like, Justice League was like that, too. (laughs) It's just, the, and like I said, I think it's called a MacGuffin. It's just a trope where it's like, we have to get this thing, and that's it. Um, Yeah, it's just a plot device, and as long as everything else that happens is good, I'm fine with kind of a weak plot, so... So, this is going a little bit off topic, but since you mentioned Spider-Verse and we're talking about Avengers, mm-hmm. did you get the two Marvel free comic book day books? Uh, the Spider-Man and the Avengers, were those the only yeah. two? Yeah. Yeah, I got those. I got so excited, because I went on Twitter to see what the free comic book days from Marvel were, then I saw what the DC one was. I don't remember. Guys, DC, please, free comic book, step it up, guys. Yeah, I don't even remember what it's they had, so. little kid... Meeting the Justice League and writing them letters. Oh, I, don't have, really I didn't really pick that, that up. Good. Oh, I remember seeing. But it. I got real excited because it was like, um, there's something about something about Peter and Miles. I don't. Any, yeah. It's just it's a, anytime it's a sequel to Spider Verse or Spider Man. Yeah, I get excited. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, so you got those then? Yeah, I got them. So. I think having Thanos tell them that he destroyed the stones and seeing his death so quickly in the movie really raised the stakes that the Avengers failed in the previous Mm -hmm. movie. And they completely failed. And it showed why the world would be so hopeless. Yeah. Um. No, I actually w- when we were when we were about to bring up the 5-year time jump, I think that that 5-year time jump was also really effective when it went 5 and then slowly years. It was like 5 years. It makes you really think like like I thought they were going to start the movie and it was going to be like, well, we got to fix this. Let's go. And they were immediately going to like like we're like we're superheroes. We have technology. We got this. Did you think there'd be a 5-year time jump? No. I thought there'd be a time jump because Clearly, in the trailers, Robert Downey Jr.'s hair was gray. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not a thinker. Obviously, <laughs> I don't care about plot. So, what do I know? Um, uh, I did think like the fact that the world's greatest superheroes, what's left of them, um, couldn't figure it out, and five years went by. It really feels like a failure. Like they could not figure it out. Um. So yeah. It, The fact they really felt like, and the world felt like this was a failure. It was a horrible, like, genocide, essentially, and they have to adjust and find what to do next. And everyone's obviously very devastated and trying to cope with it all. Which actually reminds me of a scene that I really liked where Captain America was at, like, the support group. Oh, yeah. I thought that was, like, a very, like, heroic thing. Like, it's another way to show Captain America's. Uh, heroism. He's like kind of taking a leadership role. Yeah, I thought that was really good. So, there were two people in the support group. Two yeah. important people in the support group. Who were they? Ugh. Behind the scenes people are important. Who were they? Uh, I just remember Captain America and that main guy he was talking to. Dave? I don't know his name. <laughs> well, the guy who talks about the date was one of the Russo brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the bald guy was the writer of the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, really? I did not know that. I think he created Thanos, too. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, is the Infinity Gauntlet the first appearance of Thanos? No, or? it's an Iron Man book. Oh, okay. I which I got I mean. for a dollar, thanks to Marvel True Believers, which oh. I love. <laughs> nice. I love um, Marvel True Believers. Except when there's a really a big issue, they'll put it out for $4 instead of $1. Like, the first Wolverine, or the first time Spider-Man has the black suit. Yeah. But it's got the old ads, though, so that's a plus. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought that the... Uh, I, I thought that it was uh, effective, the, the feeling of hopelessness that they built up. Um uh well that that kind of jumps into what my next yeah one go was for bring it up, which was the five-year jump was an interesting choice to see what the world was like after the avengers failed yeah and it also did i think a good job of showing how these characters would react to the failure i think like their fates um when we see them in the five-year gap matched who they were mm-hmm. And it kind of makes it extra sad because they legitimately missed out on five years of like their loved ones, essentially. Yeah. Like I said, man, I got, I do have a lot of positive. Look at this positive list yeah. right here. Yeah. This. It, yeah. This is the Russo brothers. This isn't a crap night rises situation. I can. Whatever I want to say about this movie, there's some. There's. Some. Bad stuff in this movie. But I can honestly I feel they gave they gave it their best shot. Yeah. I'll just say that. It's not like no one who just threw some crap together. Yeah. Or Spider Man Homecoming, they threw some crap together. I genuinely believe that they tried the best they could. Even with whether they had bad ideas, whether it was Feige giving them bad ideas, I believe they did the best that I believe they gave it their best try. Definitely. I mean it seems like a passionate movie. Um so, yeah. I mean, uh, would definitely. you say that? Would you say Night Rises feels phoned in? Well, we have to. I have to see it again, first of all, which uh, hopefully we can uh, make happen. Are we really at 41? Yeah. <laughs> um, We're getting up there, guys. <laughs> yeah, but um, I would agree. It doesn't seem like a passion project. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, yeah, let's get more positive. Uh Seeing how strange Steve and Tony's relationship still was after Civil War was interesting. And it made it more impactful when Tony gave Cap the shield and Steve said he trusted him. At first, when we first watched it, I was just like, well, we already had a movie. Why didn't you do it in Infinity War? But then I'm just like, well... Maybe part of the reason that they failed is because they weren't working together. I don't know. I I refuse to believe this Doctor Strange bullcrap. crap. There was one way, because in the multiverse, the Marvel universe exists, and there was a different way that they <laughs> <laughs> undid it. Uh, you know, you actually, <clears throat> uh, yeah. To and you actually, as you're saying that, I actually remembered and I could possibly use this as my next thing that worked. We forgot to bring up one character who was in it who survived from the, after the snap. I'm um, blanking. Who who are you talking? <laughs> uh Nebula. Nebula. Uh she had a lot of character development in this and I actually feel like she might be the like the character with the widest uh like change in character development of anyone from the guardians franchise at this point i i thought that was something that that worked pretty well is that she basically you know went full good in this and it it was satisfying you know uh there's so many characters that struggle with uh the darkness calling to them and stuff it's refreshing to see a character uh you know have redemption We'll see if we get that in uh, another franchise this year, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I so yeah, I, we forgot to talk about Nebula. Not that you care about a Guardians character, but I honestly don't remember much about Nebula except for how they did the thing where past Nebula had the recording from yeah. the present. I don't remember much of her in the movie. I remember her in the comic though, the Infinity Gauntlet comic. Yeah. Um and I think I also liked they really did keep you know Gamora dead but I I they, No, that's a cop out. I that's I know. a cop out. No, I well, I just you no know, that's exactly what I was going to get to is they technically kept Gamora dead except then they just uh basically just found a way to keep her in the franchise <laughs> and Loki. Uh right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's so weird that like they went with this. I thought for sure that a time travel plot was going to be a way to bring back some of these characters. But since they had the time travel logic where um it's simply going to bring them back to the present day and that everyone's going to stay dead, the fact that those characters come came back still was um not expected to me, I guess. Uh, so then, like, who did stay dead? Like, I mean, you Well, know, it can't again, be Vision because he has a TV show coming up with Scarlet Witch. Yeah, but a- again, like I was saying, they technically, their present selves stayed dead. So it's literally just kind of a, a backtracking character development. And I'm curious how that's going to work in Guardians 3. I'll say that. Well, I'll tell you that. Well, Oh, that's about... That's all. It's just like... So Gamora in Guardians 3, I assume, is going to not remember anything that happened in Guardians 1 and 2. There are three things that I hated about this movie. One, that I think is going to honestly be the death of the MCU soon. That this... This, these bullcrap cop-out resolutions have made the continuity and timelines a complete mess. This, this would be, this would be different if this actually was the last MCU movie. The continuity is a total mess now. You won't be able to get new viewers now. I'm telling you, kids born today won't be able to get <laughs> into the MCU. I mean, it is pretty complicated. You you just put a death stab on this. The <laughs> end is coming. I maybe they can simplify it a little more, I don't know. I mean, you know, with a little time they might be able to undo that confusion, I'd think. But um yeah, that was a little bit of a derail because I remembered that we didn't talk about nebula. I guess my thing that worked was I'm I thought she was a, a, a sort of deep uh like fleshed out character in Guardian, so um I always thought it was an underappreciated character in Guardians, but the fact that she started to play such a big role in uh, th- th- uh, these Avengers movies was was nice to see to me. So, yeah. Uh, that's about all. Um, what else worked for you? All right. Well, I'll say two because one's pretty short. Okay. So, Spider-Man has a small role in this movie. Yep. Bigger one than I thought he would. But oh, yeah. he's a smaller role in this movie, but I really liked how they used Peter Parker to be the motivation for Tony to decide to un help undo the snap. Oh yeah, it felt like he had more of an important role. I mean, he had... look everyone has a favorite, but Spider Man's almost their mascot. Yeah, definitely um to to have him be the uh one of the emotional pulls to uh sort of reverse the snap was was good um yeah like uh he did get more than i expected uh it, but even despite the fact that he did uh <laughs> just come for the final battle like we thought he might unfortunately despite my wishes but it, my wishes weren't that strong on that. I thought it was fine that he was um, more of an emotional pull to make it happen. And then when he came back, it was great. He got he got plenty of fighting in at the end, and for him, it was like it was a, it was a snap back. So yeah. Well, we'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I really don't know how other people feel about this, but I'll just say it. I almost feel that in the MCU, Pepper Potts almost became an unlikable character in Iron Man 3 and Infinity War, and kind of her lack of... The way she was written off in Civil War, I, I really... I, I don't know if other people feel. I feel like Pepper, the last few years, has been an unlikable character. But it felt like in Endgame this version of Pepper went back to the character that we saw from the first two Iron Man movies and the first Avengers movie. I don't know, it just... It feels like the last few years she's been an unlikable character and this movie she became the classic Pepper again. I mean, I absolutely agree that this was my favorite movie that she had a a role in since uh, Iron Man's early days, so i agree to that I, I hadn't uh articulated that but yeah
1: you, i don't know if other people think
0: that way yeah i don't know i'm curious what the consensus is on that but um like you've seen infinity war i almost i i kind of feel pepper is a little bit unlikable in that movie i mean she's barely in it but like yeah she she doesn't she comes across as she's better written in endgame for sure um of course, she's she has more of a role and uh, is more fleshed out in it. So, of course, I guess. So, yeah, I I agree to that. The uh, for the most part, I thought the chosen team ups uh, when they were like you know they had to split up. They had to split up, gang. Uh, <laughs> when they were time traveling, I thought that the uh, chosen team ups were. I mean, in a way, it seemed like they make they made more sense uh writing wise than plot wise, but um I I thought it was really fun to see the particular characters that they paired together. To with we're not talking about things that didn't work, but I thought it was a little more lame to see Hulk go on his own. But um Yeah. I liked the pairings though. We talked about it already, Thor and Rocket. Uh that's a, a great pairing that uh worked out well. Um very interesting pairing of, like, War Machine and Nebula. I kind of felt like those were the two leftovers. No, that's like, absolutely... Like, it, like uh, in class, it's just, like, uh, it who's left? It's just the <laughs> last two people picked. But, like, it was, like, it was interesting in a way where sometimes there's, like, an episode of a sitcom where two characters who've never had, like, scenes together, they're, the the writers are just, like... Huh. It would be interesting to throw them together, and it's kind of interesting. And then, of course, a lot of the the, the main crew going together into twenty twelve New York. You know, it was good stuff. That just goes into how I was more of a fan of the time travel sequences than you were, but um, I, I really liked to s- see those team ups. Um, kind of a, a it's like it's like a bunch of heist movies happened in, at once. T- tis the nature of having like six MacGuffins in one movie um so yeah I thought that worked so yeah I thought the team the teams that they built were for the most part mostly wars. like Nebula and War Machine kind of felt like the leftovers <laughs> yeah no like you I guess you do have leftovers <laughs> really it was the I don't know I thought that the um uh, going into the the dark world and uh, n- New York 2012 were the best uh, time travel scenes to me <coughs> so the other ones were ancillary but yep alright so now one of the things that has made me disappointed in these last few Marvel movies is how bad and cringeworthy their humor is but, I gotta say, I really liked the selfie scene with Hulk and Ant-Man's <laughs> failed selfie scene to me, yeah. that was like the best laugh that of a movie. was that was really and put it well on COVID. YouTube too oh really? just officially yeah on um, Marvel's web, on marvel's channel i I guess I'm happy you brought up the humor because I personally did think it was some of the best like delivered and written humor in quite a few of the past Marvel movies um. Uh, and a lot more humor than I would have ever expected in, in end game as it was coming up. But yeah, that was one of my favorite scenes too. I thought that, um, both the Hulk and, uh, Ant-Man were delivering the lines just perfectly. Um, so that's one of my favorites as well. Um, uh, on that topic, I guess, um, I'll get into the one last thing that, is almost like, again, fan service to me that I never thought would happen. (laughs) The fact that, and I don't know what this means, but the fact that Thor went off with the Guardians, like, I don't know if it's going to work in the long run or if it's a good end to Thor's story, but it is a, 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 like, I think I mentioned once that, like, they should just... I think this was something I mentioned at the time. We didn't know that James Gunn was going to come back. And I was like, they should just send Thor with the Guardians and make Taika Waititi direct it, which I thought was a joke. So it's kind of, I guess that's not something that worked for the movie, it's something that worked for me where I was just like. Um, it's kind of a funny ending, although it does kind of make Thor the punchline of a joke which it would have been nice if he had a more clear character development. But I guess it is a character development. He's kind of uh, accepting him for himself. Apparently that's who he is now. So I don't know. Would you have wished that Thor uh, went back to his old self in a way? Like we circled back to... I felt that Thor's ending undid all of his character development of becoming king of Asgard and was just once again actors controlling the characters fates because Chris Hemsworth has resigned I think a better choice would have been end where Thor has returned as king he joins the guardians in the movie just Um, having him just be like alright guys I'm leaving (laughs) you we've only seen him in one movie you can take over, and I'm just gonna go. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it would have been better. It just felt like. It's like the rebooting it felt like, it again. It felt like more setup than closure, and I would have liked Thor to. I would have liked to have Thor have an ending, and it looks like they're gonna have him in Guardians 3, but I would have liked him to join them in Guardians 3. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I did think it was like I was as that was happening. I was like, Th- "You're using the runtime on this," <laughs> but I thought it was like it was very like something I wanted to see. I remembered this movie reminded me how much I did not miss Star Lord. <laughs> I didn't think he was quite as bad in this one as past movies, but I, he's still my least favorite. Like honestly. For me, the the hardest parts to get through with with Infinity War were this his were scenes with him. Yeah, like honestly, it like took me out. Where I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. He wasn't really. I mean, partly because he was snapped away, but I mean, he wasn't in Endgame too much, which I guess worked for me. <laughs> um. I don't like. I think that part of the thing that excites me about Thor being grouped with the Guardians is because I think that him balancing out Star Lord is so much better than Star Lord just being a doofus alone. Like he's much funnier when paired with Thor than he is on his own in in Guardians, in my opinion. So, yeah. I just kind of feel like in a movie about closure, I didn't like how we had post credit scene. I didn't want setup. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that I actually agree about the the set. Like, I think that, like I said, that's not really necessarily something that worked about the movie <laughs> itself. It just, if I would have gotten that, if that, um, if that had been uh, like a post credit scene in uh, a, one of the next upcoming. Marvel films before guardians three, that probably would have been the best place for it. Maybe. Um, but I liked it like again in a vacuum, (laughs) not, uh, paying attention to the grander scope of the MCU. Um, yeah. Any more on the, what worked or yeah. Okay. I got a few. All right. Um, Look, I was disappointed with the Avengers time travel to the previous movies. But, like, I I, I can appreciate the attempt. Yeah. To anything, that's just one thing I could say about this movie positive, it's that I 100% believe they did the best that they could. And I felt like having the Avengers time travel to previous films felt like a nice kind of clip show thing to do for the end. Yeah. Kind of like how, I don't know, like, remember in the second to last episode of The Office where Pam watches the DVD? Yeah. And it it felt like something like that. Or how, like, a lot of times before the season finale, they'll do, like, a clip show type thing. You know, I didn't like how it was executed, but I liked the attempt. I thought that the culmination, the final battle, everyone coming back one by one, I liked that they gave every single. It might have been a little like you know. I could see the argument. I guess that it's too much because there's so many characters, but they gave every character their time uh, in that final battle, um, and at that point, it was kind of just like uh, the the, uh, the Marvel characters just stomping Thanos's <laughs> army. It wasn't until the actual final um, show off uh, against Thanos with the remaining few that they started seeing some challenge, but, uh, it was very satisfying to like cycle through every single character and give them their due in the fight. Um, which is, I guess what you can hope for in a final battle to the end of a saga. Um, it it was really satisfying, uh, when, you know, uh, he says, "Like on your left," and you start seeing the portals. Um, Reference to Winter Soldier, yeah, <laughs> and the first line from when the Russo brothers started. Oh, is it? Well, there is a culmination if you if you need one. Um, but yeah, Doctor Strange is really powerful. <laughs> it's a lot of portals. Um, well, I guess it's not just him, but uh, uh, yeah, that was a very satisfying. Culminating scene to me uh, I suppose I'm referring to right before um, It's kind of the showdown Before the final showdown in a way Because then there's the, the scene with uh, at The actual fight against Thanos So yeah I thought That, that was a, a good um, Satisfying scene Long satisfying scene So I think I want to save my thoughts On okay, that. <laughs> But it's in this part of the list. Yeah. I I like to try and order my thoughts a little more like the movie is ordered, but I just uh, I'm a little jumbled, so (laughs) I was just like thinking of something I liked. (laughs) (laughs) So, um I don't know if anyone else feels that way. This way. But I felt like, at least in the 2012 time travel thing it felt like the Russo Brothers tried to emulate Joss Whedon's style, and it was a little mixed results, but overall, I thought they If that's what they were going for, I thought they did a good job. I don't know. Did you feel like maybe they were... It felt like... I don't Something like they were paying tribute to Joss Whedon's styles. I don't know. It Those scenes don't feel like a Russo Brothers directed yeah, scene. Yeah, they, they definitely feel different. I think that... <clears throat> To juxtapose all of those scenes that actually happened, I would think that they'd have to. And if they really did, like study Joss Whedon's directing and like in the Avengers, and uh, like that is well done because I think it was so seamless that I didn't even notice. Um, so good call if that's the case. Um, it, I don't know. Did it also seem like they <laughs> emulated? the director of the dark world style who did the dark world i don't know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah uh I, I don't think dark world is as terrible as other people yeah but it's not the best i would say no because you never had well actually this leads to my next thing Sure, go for it. Uh, Thor talking to his mother was a great moment that I felt over the last few movies the character needed. Yeah. Because, well, what I was going to say is that in the Dark World, you don't really have a heart-to-heart moment like that. Yeah. I think the closest thing, and this might be one of my favorite mo- Thor moments. I don't know. Because a lot of people don't like this movie, but I really like this moment where um, Thor, it's like after the death of Thor's mother, he, it, like, has decides that to stop, whatever the bad guy's name is, the Dark Elf, I don't remember, he has to work with Loki. And all these times, whenever, like, he's walking, whenever he, like, passes one of, like, the Warriors 3 plus Sif, yeah. they're always just like, if you betray him, I'll kill you. If you betray him, I'll kill you. <laughs> and then this one, there's this one moment where Loki says something, and Thor gets mad at him and um i don't remember what exactly it says like um you caught, like who caused this and he goes you know damn well you know damn well who caused this <laughs> and there's this moment where um thor just says mother wouldn't want us fighting and loki says but she wouldn't be surprised <laughs> and thor just breaks a smile it's just oh yeah i think it's one of the best thor loki moments <laughs> But there's not really a lot of heart to heart, heart heartfelt moments in that movie. But I I just felt like, probably since since Ragnarok, Thor talking to his mother was something that the character needed, especially with what he's been going through in Endgame. Yeah. I I felt like it was something he needed for his arc. I know. I think that that, in a way, kind of serves as a. It's not a full, perfect completion like you would have wanted, but it does feel like a really good completion to the arc of this movie where he gets a little shred of positivity and hope or some closure that he needed. Um, So, yeah. Um, You know, we're actually probably going to have to start thinking about going to a part two. So if you want to just keep go through the rest of your what worked. This one is quick. Okay. It was nice to see Red Skull again. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it was the exact same thing from last time. But... Yeah. Um although I thought that scene was exciting and worked once it got going. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool to see Red Skull again. Is part one gonna be what worked and part two it did? That's what I'm looking <laughs> at. So stay get ready for the negative uh episode next. All right. The battle against the big three and Thanos was cool, especially Cat versus Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't know what else to say. It's, it was cool. <laughs> it was, yeah, though. The third act was was amazing, I guess. All right. The return of the Dusty characters and Cap saying Avengers assemble. Yeah. Was just. I didn't think it would happen. He, yeah, he did it. There was this moment of a, Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening! Yes. And we see. Every character in this giant battle. Yeah. Now, I'll say it's not as good as the airport scene. I think there's two reasons. One is because there might have been too many characters. Yeah. And another, I don't know if this makes sense. This might be stupid. Maybe because it takes place at night and it's dark. I mean, I mean, it raises the stakes, but... I think it's mostly just cloudy. It's dusty. Yeah. Because it was daytime when that attack happened. And it was, but um, I would say in general just light looks better in movies generally um it's hard to make things really dark i mean unless it's like a horror movie but like stuff like cgi looks a little worse in dark settings um general special effects in general um you can see people better obviously if there's a ton going on it's better if it's there's a lot of light so yeah there's something to that and um i would say it wasn't i don't think it's as good as the airport scene but it was perfect for this movie yeah it needed to step it up even if stepping it up is like too much it needed to (laughs) yes all right and i had to mention it yeah for me when the dusty characters returned for me spider-man stole the moments oh yeah when he was there there's (laughs) one moment i hated with a passion. That completely took me out of it. I will, I'll mention it later. Yeah. I think you can probably guess what it was. With Spider-Man? Yeah. Um, We'll get to yeah, it. I don't, if, oddly enough, I have trouble remembering all of Spider-Man's parts. But I remember being really happy when he came back. Yes. Um. I thought he was great in it. And kind of leads to this next thing. And I've been debating if I should say this. Opening. I think I know what you mean now. But yeah, go on. I've been debating about if I should say this, but it makes this next part m- mean more. Okay. So it's going to get negative at first. I don't mean to, it's just my honest opinion. Yeah. But then it's going to be positive. Okay? okay. Look, I like Tom Holland as Spider Man, mm-hmm. but he is my least favorite of the three. Yeah. I think he is great in the context of the russo brothers movies where he's a side character with comedy Mm -hmm. the thing that makes him a step down for me compared to andrew garfield's one mcguire and there's two things one is we haven't really seen him have to play it dramatically yeah and another thing to be totally honest i don't think he can carry a movie by himself yet okay i think infinity war showed he's very close mm-hmm. and i kind of feel like that's part partly because they cast him so young mm-hmm. you don't have that life experience you it takes a little time to learn your craft i th- now look infinity war he's very close but i just don't think he's there yet so why am i saying this now remember he's great in the context of the russo brother movies Peter's goodbye to Tony was maybe the most heartbreaking moment I felt. And I think it was Tom Holland's best moment playing the character. Like some people yeah. will say, I don't want to go. I think this was Tom Holland's best moment playing the character was yeah. that scene. Even yeah. though I don't like the scene, but looking at his acting, that was the best he's ever been playing Spider-Man. And it wasn't just the jokes and he does great at the jokes. But we finally saw him play the dramatic part of Peter Parker. And for me, this was clearly the best he's been. And it shows he's, I think he's getting closer to carry one bond on his own. Yeah. Not there yet, but we're getting close and this was easily his best scene. Yeah, no, that was a fantastic performance. So the last positive thing, and I just had to say it. Okay. Now at first I was disgusted because we saw Ned in the movie. <laughs> but then I started to think, wait. Because the MCU continuity is completely tarnished now and it sucks. But Ned's still in high school. And you know what that means? Yeah. He died. He dusted. Oh, oh. and that makes Thanos the greatest hero of all. I was trying to get to the bottom of that. I was just like, (laughs) wouldn't he be five years older? I had, and for some reason, I didn't connect the dots there. That's hilarious. (laughs) He was dead. He was dead. (laughs) Thanos. I just wanted to say, you know, we talked about this before. But if you really, we talked about if you really didn't like Endgame enough, you could just watch infinity war and know at the end infinity that is war dead. is no longer a tragedy yeah but it's a hopeful ending. <laughs> <laughs> and i i'm sorry i owe infinity war its standing ovation now because <laughs> i said one of the things that will make me give infinity war a standing ovation <laughs> is the death of ned at
1: thanos
0: <clears throat> you know some people see you as a villain but I almost see you as a savior now. Yeah, you know, he made some good <laughs> points, actually. You know, you know, I'm kind of okay with the snap now. I'm kind of yeah. just like, sure, we lost um, Spider-Man and Black Panther and uh, Doctor Strange. But evil was gone from the universe. <laughs> Jar Jar. use Jar Jar was gone. <laughs> and it, And I feel like realizing that. I walked out of the theater at first disappointed but then when I started I could relate to Thanos at the end of the movie looking at the sunset (laughs) and (laughs) smiling just like sitting smile cracks along your face contempt yep and Thanos created at least one grateful world yeah only for five years but it was marvelous five years You can just watch those devastating scenes in the five-year gap before that happens and just think that whole time, it didn't happen. And then that scene when Ant-Man's positively looking out and he hears the birds, that's the moment where you're going, oh, God, he's back. (laughs) No! And and instead of going, it worked, you're going, no, dear God, it worked. He's back! (laughs) So, yeah. I look at Thanos and "You are different now. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Everything those people said, you are lucky. You know, um, his henchmen or whatever. Yeah. Lord Thanos is taking over. I'm just like, you know what? If this is the world, I'm okay with that. (laughs) Okay. On that note, I guess we have to move on to... uh... Thanos was the true hero. (laughs) (laughs) And you can quote us on that. Yes. Yeah, on that note, we're going to have to transition over to our part two. So, yes, if you want my to. My God, hear... what we'll if this gets to a part three? Yikes. Have we ever yeah. had part three? For the think... Comic Con ones. But... Yeah. <laughs> I right, mean, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> so, we'll see. Uh, let's, uh... you know, you join us for the next part. Um we'll see if this gets longer It it likely will be longer than the movie end game. Yes. Uh, so you join us. To, we're going to get into the negatives. I know that sounds sad. Maybe we'll mention some positives again. I probably will, because I, I probably will have some positive take. You want to hear my bad positive takes on the parts that are otherwise hated. You listen to part two. I know If there's like MCU diehards who are upset that I didn't like. This was your episode. This. Was... <laughs> oh yeah. It, there was, unfortunately we did get to some negative stuff but it's this is an overall positive episode so thanks for joining us on this adventure and uh you know uh, the snap has been undone as always keep falling down that rabbit hole